Hi, welcome to From the Basement Up. I'm Michelle Brandris, founder of NameBubbles.com, and I have been given some questions over the last two seasons. So what we're doing in today's episode is kind of just hear the common questions that we've been given from other people who are thinking about starting a business again, entrepreneurs out there that may want um, kind of hear how something started for me and things that I might do. So I hope I can give those answers that they're hoping for. You know, here we go. So one of the questions we also received was someone wanted to know what my background was. And I find it interesting because, you know, after speaking with people and doing uh, From the Basement Up and the different episodes, it's really interesting how there's a lot of social entrepreneurs, there's accidental entrepreneurs, there's green entrepreneurs. And really, I didn't have a background in business. And that's something I really want people to pay attention to is you may not have been drawn when you were in college or getting your education or your experience, life experiences in business. Um, but something has gotten you excited and something, it might be your life experiences and your different jobs that you've had, um, or just something out there that's kind of triggering you to start something. Um, this is something I definitely want people to pay attention to. I, don't have a background in business. Um, mine was international relations, international studies. And then, you know, after being in the workforce and, you know, I, I even slept drinks. I was a waitress um, and a hostess at a restaurant. When I went back, when people were getting their graduate degrees or getting married and having kids and starting their life, I decided to totally take a different path. And I went back to art school and, you know, it's, something when I think about it now, it sounds so crazy, but it's interesting because I was, you know, working at a restaurant, going to art school. Um, this is in my late twenties. And, but I think about those years and those years changed me and in a really positive way at the time, I didn't know it. Um, but now when I think back on it, it was pretty amazing. I, when you, when you're doing art, um, your mind works differently. And it is, this is why I think art is so important for kids out there. Um, for example, going into a drawing class at the beginning of the semester, I could only draw for 10 minutes. Um, I'd have to take a break. By the end of the semester, I could draw for two and a half hours straight, fully focused, have gotten so much done and it didn't even phase me. It was like I was coming out of a meditation type of thing. That is how I can work now. And this is something that I can't impress upon people that when something gets me focused, I am so excited. I'm all in and, you know, I'm not even paying attention to music. I'm not paying attention. I'm just focused. So when people, you know, they're scared to start a business or they're scared to start a project, um, I let people know, Hey, this, I was never planning on being a businesswoman. Um, I loved the creative process of my business. That makes me most happy is the new designs and the new styles. And how can we take this to, how can we reach moms in this area? Or how do we reach our customers there? There is a creative process, but I tell people that if it's something that gets you excited and that you're, you know, really motivated, um, there's, there's no stopping you. You can do it. You'll figure it out. You'll make it happen. So um, 
I don't think everybody needs to have a business degree. I don't think everybody needs to have that MBA to me, to be successful in life. However, um, the little caveat, you do need to have people with a business background around you, advising you, um, letting you know um, where there are some mistakes or some, I guess, you know, hiccups that might happen on the accounting books that you need to be aware of, um, you know, tax laws, things like that. So you do need to pull in those advisors and um, definitely important a hundred percent and your, your, the lawyers and the accountants, um, but you need to make sure that you're covering your bases and you're doing the right things. Um, but definitely I don't want people to think that you need to have a business degree to start a business because that's just not true at all. So if you're motivated and you're excited about something, go for it because you can do it. The next question I received was, how did I build my team? And this is interesting. <laughs> so, you know, as you build your team, um, I have some people here who have been with me forever and I'm so lucky. I am so, so lucky. I mean, I have... Uh, one gentleman who's been with me since pretty much the beginning, I mean, at least 14 years, um, and then other people who have been with me for 10 years. So I have people who have grown with me and seen this company grow and expand, and they really know the ins and outs of the company, and they can, we can think back and we laugh and we giggle through it all. Um, so, but what I'm going to say is I had a lot of missteps as well. Um, a couple of things to pay attention to. Uh, your company culture is far more important than you realize. And that's something to really pay attention to. Um, we've created core values. Um, those core values really are how you hire people and how you fire people. So pay attention to that. Your company needs to have a mission. People need to know why they're working and what they're working towards. And even something as simple as a name label or a name sticker it, you need to have a mission behind it and um, that company culture. So, you know, bringing those, those smiles to kids throughout the world. So we have 50 states that we ship our labels to and countries around the world. So knowing that your product is landing in a mailbox across the country and around the world, that that child's name is going to be on their personal items and, you know, wanting to make that special for those kids. Um, that is something that as you're making those products and it's in your house and you're making it for that, for that family out there, everybody here knows how important that is to make sure that you're creating that, that product for that, for the customer. Um, I think that building the team is, it's a process that's slow. Um, if the person doesn't fit the company culture, they do let get let go. And I have made the mistake over the years of not wanting to fire people. And then the morale erosion of morale happens. And so you have to really pay attention. If the person's uh, core values or who they are don't fit the company culture or your core values um, that you want for the company, then they're not the right fit. They may be the most brilliant most brilliant, the smartest, the, the best at what they do, it doesn't matter. It's going to impact the company in a negative way. So you really have to find your company culture and your core values and think about what you want to build 
um, and who you want there to build the product. So um, that is really the most important thing. And I can't stress enough for entrepreneurs, do that sooner rather than later, get that, that feeling, that vibe, build the positive vibe and create that culture. So this one is um, a question that is near and dear to me. And, and I think it's also kind of why I'm always looking for social entrepreneurs or people who are making a difference in the, in the company that they're building. And it was really like, you know, why I started the philanthropy or the giving arm of name bubbles. And it really started way back, you know, I think 2010 was the first year and really the company's first order was in 2009. So by 2010, I was already starting the giving arm of name bubbles. And for what I might do each year is create a product that would link every product that was sold, $1 would go to a certain organization. Really what it is, is in my, my mind is if every company out there did some sort of cause marketing, um, and there's some years where it's did more difficult than others. Everybody out there did something like this. It would make a huge impact in the world. So it really meant a lot to me um, emotionally. Can I create something that gives? Can I create an engine that is able to give through the years? It's worked out. So I'm really happy and excited. And I just, I'm thrilled that it still continues. So um, this year for Blessings in a Backpack, uh, that's one that's really kind of makes me happy being able to feed kids on the weekend. Um, so we're able to give $20,000 this year to Blessings in a Backpack and uh, making sure the kids have food that they're able to take home um, from school over the weekend. And you know, one thing I want to add, it's like everything, it's the baby steps, but collectively over the years, we've been able to give it's, we're getting up this year, we're going to pass um, over $250,000 in giving to various nonprofits through the years since 2010. So it's really just a, a special thing. It's, it's great to have been able to build a product um, that was able to, to help kids. We focus on kids' education, their health, and their happiness. And that's always been what the nonprofit that we give to have to, um, that's kind of the line that we look at. What what are they doing for children out there? So the next question is, what am I looking forward to in the evolution of name bubbles? And, you know, I think I touched on this in some ways where I... I'm getting older. So, um, and my son's, you know, getting about to head off to college. So, um, I'm looking at, you know, really empowering a leadership team who can step up and, and run and run name bubbles and looking at how do I, how do I see myself fit into that scenario? And I, I really do think that again, it's that company culture. So I would feel comfortable stepping back and as these leaders grow stronger and, and they're doing a fantastic job already, you know, I've already kind of put this pro this process in place about a year ago. So I'm looking to, um, you know, possibly live overseas and maybe look at what would it take to have name bubbles overseas. So that's one thing that I'm looking at, but I see name bubbles expanding um, 
into other divisions as well. And, you know, one is sticker and co where, you know, we're able to make custom stickers for people. So if it's their, their brand or their company, um, but also photo stickers and photo decals. So I think sticker and co is so fun where you're able to, um, you know, the taglines let's stick together, which really makes me happy. Um, so we do something called um, sticker greeting cards and no one's doing this out there. So that's why I'm really excited about this. So looking at um, sticker greeting cards where rather than just sending a card that you throw in the mail or throw in the, in the waste bin, you know, you're able to kind of take a piece of that card, a photo or a message or something that that person's put as a special memento and it stays with you. So you're able to use it as a wall decal or as a waterproof sticker. So that's really, in my mind, really kind of special. So seeing the evolution process of name bubbles, this division, you know, we're using the same equipment. Um, I think that for the most part, there is um, the same process. It's just a different website, still making those stickers and decals uh, for people. So that's, that's been really fun. I think seeing that evolution, um, but watching name bubbles grow up with, you know, moms who have been with us for, for 10 plus years has been really amazing too. I, we get emails or messages from moms who have ordered name bubbles for their babies when their babies were going off to daycare. And now their kids are, you know, going off to college. I've had that. So that, that's been really amazing, you know, just watching that process of, um, you know, kids would be going to, to camp or sleepaway camp. And, and now, you know, moms are actually ordering labels for kids that were going to kindergarten who are going to, to college. So, you know, growing up with, with parents out there has been amazing. So this is funny because the, the question I had is from the team and it's kind of the things, the questions I ask the um, interviewees for the episodes is, you know, what is your biggest win, your biggest loss, something that's made the biggest impact for you. And then of course your, um, quote, like your mantra. So I, I guess I'm going to say my biggest win is I'm still in business, <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, it was a really scary time during COVID. Um, I, I didn't know what was going to happen and we went through a lot, uh, or I went through a lot and the company went through a lot, everyone, the world went through a lot, but, I, I think that when we shut down uh, New York state, we were required to shut down um, for six weeks. And then we were coming, I have a burn um, season. It's a seasonal product. We were coming into our high season. So kids were supposed to be going to camp and school and daycare. And none of that was happening. Um, parents were not shopping. They were not, kids were not going to camp kids were not going to school. Uh, it was so scary. And, you know, I had a staff um, and a couple of, of staff members have, had children on the way and other staff members have families. So it was, it was really remarkable, um, remarkably, I guess, scary. <laughs> I was petrified. I, I don't think I slept for three months. So I, I'm going to say that, you know, and I've thanked my congressman that the PPP got me through this. Um, I did take money out of savings. I did take money um, to out of my retirement to help us get through. But 
I was able to keep people on staff um, that I would not have been able to keep on staff. And these are, you know, they're part of my community. They're part of my work. You know, just we have been together a long time and I was able to keep everybody here who wanted to be here. And that was a huge win, huge, huge win. So I'm so grateful. I am so, so grateful that we were able to get through this and get through COVID and stay, um, you know, keep going. I was just, you know, to this day, I'm still grateful. Um, so the biggest loss, you know, gosh, I've made so many mistakes over the years. It's been so many mistakes, but I, I'm going to say, you know, at the end of the day, who you are as a person, uh, you know, how you treat people. And I've made missteps, you know, is, and again, it's more of employees, like those, those things I'm like, Oh, I should have seen that. Or, you know, I, I didn't celebrate this win and I didn't let them know how important they were. And, you know, there's some things you just can't beat yourself up about because some people, they aren't the right fit, um, for the job uh, or they're not a right fit for the culture. But there are times where I feel like I should have seen something coming with an employee that I did not. And those are more heart losses um, or, you know, hurt. Financial losses, I've definitely had things that I probably was impulsive and put money into that weren't money makers. So lost money, wanting, wanting things to be bigger than they were too quickly. So, you know, for future entrepreneurs out there, you know, just paying attention to your numbers, really paying attention to your bottom line, how much is this going to cost being, being as conservative as you can your finances is going to keep you going uh, during those lean times. And that's, that's something I would definitely recommend for people. Um, I probably spent money too loosely, too freely spent more money on advertising, went to conferences I didn't need to go to, um, where I should have just been paying more attention financially. So that I would say was definitely more of a loss. And some of those are things you just have to also learn and get through. So, you know, name bubbles is now going into, we're 14 years old. Um, and those are things I still learn to this day. You know, I'm still trying to, you know, does this make sense? And looking at all the information. So you're going to have some losses. Um, but I think, um, you know, it's probably more of a, of a employee loss. You know, did I, did I, did I pay attention? Did I lose a good person? That that's kind of the, the one thing that I would, I would say was my biggest loss. Um, as far as like, how is the business made an impact, um, beyond my work? You know, that's interesting because you're, you're in it every day and you're, you're just kind of like working your tasks and looking at what your, your task is that you need to get done for this quarter and next quarter. And so it's hard to kind of look at it, but I, I want to say it's freedom. Um, I'm really able to not have to work for someone. And I love that. I love being my own boss. I love, you know, if at the end of the day, it's, I'm accountable to me and what mistakes I made and, you know, what did I do? How did I mess up? How did I learn from this experience? And I think that that's really been what it is, is it's been a tremendous learning experience. And for that, I'm very grateful. 
I feel like I've gotten a lot out of my career the last 15 years and not just on, you know, like a financial sense, but just as a person growing um, and expanding and growing in confidence and growing, you know, knowledge and what is it that I, I need to learn? And it doesn't stop when you, when you have your own business, it doesn't stop. You have to keep learning. If you can't learn it, you have to find someone who is a specialist in that area and then they advise you. Um, so you are still learning in a sense. So that has been the biggest impact for me in my life. I think that, you know, the words I, I live by, it's always the a Mark Twain quote that I have that I tell the team. And, and this is something that would always happen when we were build a new website or do something. And it's, it's truly has been something that I, I have hung up out the break room as well. And it's Mark Twain and it's continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. And I, that's something I use in my own life too. So just, you know, nothing is perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. Don't try to make things perfect. It's paralyzing and to be, to be kind to yourself, but knowing that if you're making that improvement every day and you're getting better every day, you can't go wrong and you're, you're doing the best you can. And that's all we can ask for. So that's something that I definitely try to remind my team. And it's awesome that they want to be perfect and they want the product to be perfect, but it's also something where, you know, just keep working towards that goal, but it, it might not be realistic, but it's a good goal to have. So I wanted to thank everybody for reaching out to us and asking questions. This is just kind of a fun episode talking about the questions that people reached out. So please, if you have any questions, uh, reach out and then we'll put that in season three at the end. If you have any questions that you want us to go over in the future, please reach out to us on our social media channels at From the Basement Up. You'll see that the DMs are open and also fromthebasementup.com. There's a form on there. If you want to be a guest, we'd love to have you. This has been a really fun process and I hope that you've learned as much as I have. And thanks so much for listening.